Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, December 13th, and my name is Pastor Neil Radical. I'm joined today by our principal, Brandon Heinze, and our assistant principal, Matthew Krantz. Good to see you guys today. We are going to be going through a devotional thought as we continue on in Ephesians. We're finishing off the chapter in the next couple of weeks here. Today we're looking at the armor of God section and a little bit of what Paul wrote after the fact from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 20. Paul writes, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Maybe it's nice to focus in on the second half of this verse because you can kind of see why would we even listen to Paul for standing in the Word of God. And when we look at the second half, we see some relatability that well, Paul's going through a lot. <laughs> he's in chains. He's in prison. You know, he's writing to these Christians because he's making supplication to the Lord for all the saints, for all the believers. And that's why he wrote so many letters to different churches and different Christians at times, because he wanted them to be alert. He wanted them to be watchful. So what do you guys think about this verse 19? That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? What do you think about the mystery of the gospel? Anything that come to mind? Well, up until uh, Jesus coming and doing his work, the Old Testament uh, people were living in kind of a mystery. They had no idea who the Messiah was going to be. Um, so I think this is Paul maybe uh, elaborating on that a little bit and saying, hey, up until now you guys have looked at this as a mystery, but hey, I'm revealing this mystery to you. Here's the knowledge about it. Here's who this guy was, is, and um, he, what he did for us, you know, gave us righteousness through his perfect life. Yeah, that ambassador in chains is really, you know, let me tell you who this is all about, the Messiah there. And I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I think that's a tough thing, too, to be bold. Not, I wouldn't say, like, brashful, you know, like, or brashing, like, coming across harsh people. Boldly is, like, looking forward to the opportunity to speak. You know, Pastor Nauman spoke about that a couple weeks ago with that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You know, so being able to share your faith, even if it meant, like Paul, going into prison for it because he followed Jesus, you know, that he was willing to suffer all those things. And so he was constant in prayer, praying always. Verse 18 says, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You know, he found his strength in the Spirit. So I think that leads, where does he find that strength from? Well, he just explained that, that armor of God and why he needed it. I think that's good for us to consider, too, because each and every day we need strength in the Spirit. Be watchful of how to serve the Lord, praying for one another. That perseverance is a good word to think of with that endurance. And really there's a there's a lot there that we can relate to what Paul's going through, but in some ways we can't relate to that. None of us are in jail right now for our faith, and 
And so it's, it's impressive to see what he was willing to endure, persevere through for his faith. Any other thoughts before we go back to the first section? In that verse 19, and kind of the contrast then would be not saying anything. Some, you know, A lot of times it's easier not to say something, uh, especially when you have a mystery or some secret or something that might cause conflict or that might... Uh, who's you know might uh, draw criticism easier not to say something and Paul just fights straight back against that bold I like that word bold like you said pastor radical um, just, yeah a couple instances in the Bible about bold prayers and bold requests and we can ask boldly pray boldly and speak boldly for the Lord and we can even do that this Christmas time because like you guys were saying we got the mystery of the gospel revealed to us in the birth of Christ even though this is several years after that, 40 or 50 years after Jesus' birth, we have that mystery of the gospel revealed in our Savior, like you were mentioning before. So this takes us back to why the need, if we're going to be bold, we need to have the armor of God. We need to have our strength outside of ourselves. I remember we mentioned last week that so much of it is defensive, but when we read through these verses 13 through 17 of Ephesians 6, which is typically referred to as the armor of God chapter, when you think of that whole armor of God, how do you understand the purpose, the purposes that the that Paul writes here that we need this armor? We just mentioned to be bold, but how do you understand this armor of God as far as why do we need it? Why do young people need it? Why do Christians, even in the end of their life, need this armor? Well, we're constantly under attack. I mean, the, the devil, the world, even our own sinful flesh is constantly getting us to want to turn away from God and to get away from get away from him and if we put on the armor by going to God's word if you look at each of the pieces of armor you know it's the truth well, where does the truth come from that's God's word righteousness where do we find righteousness well it's in the gospel it's in Jesus uh, the gospel of peace again God's word uh, shield of faith faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God um, Helmet of salvation, which is only found in God's word. You know, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's all God's word. So putting on God's word or reading, being in God's word on a daily basis, making that your priority in life, that's what's going to put that whole armor on for you. And by doing so, you're going to drive away those things like the devil, the world, and your own flesh from being able to infiltrate your heart. I think that you need more medieval or ancient armor in your office. So we could <laughs> pull out each one for this. I think it's kind of interesting. Like all those things that Paul mentions, uh, you know, the easiest ones for me are the shield of faith. I think everyone has those times in life where they're, they feel like they're just being attacked and all out assault by the evil in the world. And you just kind of cling to that shield and hope that it holds up, and of course it always does. And the sword of the Spirit seems clear because we see Jesus, when he's tempted, uses that as a weapon to drive off the devil. But wouldn't it be interesting to like have armor and just, like, what does an ancient soldier use a breastplate for, you know? And does that, does Paul specifically attribute righteousness to that because of that? You know, is there something that we should focus on for our breastplate or our our feet, you know, what is the preparation of the gospel of peace? It'll be kind of an interesting study, I think. But I, 
I like that deeper, that yeah. deeper each one of those. Yeah, I like the illustration. As a kid, you like it because you know warfare, cool armor, sword, and stuff. As an adult, it's cool because um, speaks to you on a deeper, deeper. Especially that shield of faith it really speaks. That yeah, just cling to it. Your shield is faith in Jesus, and that's gonna it's gonna save you. Yeah, it's definitely a theme throughout this is standing. You have it almost in every verse. Stand, stand, stand. And it really what Paul seems to be implying is that you're not going to be able to stand if you don't have this armor. You're going to be attacked like from all sides. You're going to not have that shield to resist Satan and that shield of faith in Christ and not in yourself. So you almost think of Jesus like a human shield for us where he stands in front of us. Uh, you think of that. I think of that on Judgment Day quite a bit. We've been talking about that as we wound down the rest of the church here, right around Thanksgiving time, and that whole idea of Jesus standing before us, and that's why He came to be that mediator for us, to be that revelation of the mystery of the gospel, and really as we bring it all together here, to give to deliver us, you know, deliver us, and the confidence that you know this is an ongoing battle scene that we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting in this fight of faith, and it's a good fight. But ultimately, isn't it nice to look at this whole section and say, yes, we fight every day, but we already have the victory in Jesus. And so that's definitely a scriptural gospel truth that Jesus has already won for us. He's just keeping us standing in that victory and being able to use that confidence in him and what he's done to fight each and every day. Any closing thoughts or comments? Cool section of scripture, uh, Paul writing to the Ephesians. And just to know that you don't have to stand by yourself. Uh, not only do you stand with the Lord, but in this, you know, verse 18, he's talking to the other saints, perseverance and supplication for the saints. He's writing to the Ephesians and asking for their prayers. Now, there's a whole army out there um, of fellow Christians who are standing. And Paul ends that section saying that he's an ambassador, but he needs to speak boldly. And he, not only that, he should speak boldly. And we should put on this armor and we should remember our fellow brothers and sisters in this warfare. And above all, remember that God stands with us so we can do anything. Awesome. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, first and foremost, we give you thanks for revealing the heart of the gospel to us. The mystery that was made flesh and made known to us. You coming to serve us by taking on our flesh to live and die for our sins, to stand with us, to stand for us, to conquer sin and death once and for all for every single person in this world. We give you thanks for revealing this mystery into our hearts, for giving us the strength to stand together, the armor to stand in the truth and the righteousness that you've given to us, that you have won on the cross for each one of us. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be bold and to share our faith in love and the truth that you've revealed to us through your holy word. Bless our day today. Bless us in the work that we do for your glory, just as we rejoice in the work you did for our eternal glory. Lord, we pray confidently as we approach this Christmas that you hear all of our prayers, that you love us, and you will give us the strength again today to stand and to continue to rejoice in all that we have been given freely. In your name, Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise. Amen.
As far as our weekly update and reminders are concerned, there is no midweek Bible class. We are in the season of Advent, so the Bible class is still indefinitely on hold until the new pastor comes and the two pastors can figure out what their plans are for that. The handrails at the front entry have been powder-coated and are now reinstalled. So we're very thankful for the work that was done on that by the volunteers. We appreciate that very much. There will be a voters meeting on Monday, December 18th at 7 p.m. to issue the next call. As you maybe heard, Pastor David Pfeiffer returned that call that we extended to him to be the next pastor here. So there will be another call meeting on December 18th at 7 p.m. Advent continues today at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. with our theme, Tuning Our Hearts for Christmas. Last week, Pastor Nauman took us through the song of Elizabeth, and today we're going to be hearing from Pastor Mayhew about the song of Mary. Hope you can attend either of those services. This coming weekend will be the last weekend that I will be doing the full services here. December 16th and 17th, there's being planned, apparently, a potluck after church on Sunday for a farewell uh, get-together. And uh, Pastor Nowen and I will, on Christmas Day, be doing that service together as well. And we move on Christmas Day. Christmas schedule includes regular services over the weekend, including Bible class and Christmas Eve practice. Sunday night is the Christmas Eve program, and Monday morning Christmas Day service is at 10 a.m. So those will be two different services. As far as New Year's schedule, there will be no New Year's Eve service this year. As far as our prayer lists are concerned, we continue to keep in our prayers our cancer patients that we've been thinking of, Pastor John Hine, Marlene Hanel, and Kate Sowers. On hospice care, we have been, had been praying for Carrie, who is the sister of Hilary Lean, and yesterday the Lord has delivered her from this world and, and taken her home, so we keep the Lee and family and Hillary's family in our prayers again today. Also, Kathy Grieve, her mother Patricia, passed away recently, so prayer requests for their family as well. What a great reminder it is for each one of us who live and remain that we can focus on our heavenly goal and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, as we praise the Lord for finishing the race of these fellow saints. We also pray that he would prepare our hearts for that day as well. And so this brings us to our hymn of the day, which fits with our devotion a little bit ago. Hymn 444 from the Red Hymnal. We read here, Rise to arms, with prayer employ you, O Christians, lest the foe destroy you. For Satan has designed your fall. Wield God's word, a weapon glorious. Against each foe you'll be victorious. Our God will set you o'er them all. Is Satan strong and fell? Here is Emmanuel. Sing Hosanna. The strong ones yield with Christ our shield, and we as conquerors hold the field. Cast afar this world's vain pleasures. I boldly fight for heavenly treasures, and steadfast be in Jesus' might. He will help whate'er betide you, and naught will harm with Christ beside you. By faith you'll conquer in the fight. Then shame, thou weary soul, look forward to the goal. Their joy waits thee. The race then run, the combat done. Thy crown of glory will be won. Wisely fight, for time is fleeting. The hours of grace are fast retreating. Short, short is this our earthly way. 
When the trump the dead is waking, and sinners all with fear are quaking, with joy the saints will greet that day. Bless God our triumphs sure, though long we did endure scorn and trial, thou Son of God to thine abode wilt lead the way thyself hast trod. Jesus, all thy children cherish, and keep them that they never perish, thou hast purchased with thy blood. Let new life to us be given, that we may look to thee in heaven, whenever fearful is our mood. Thy Spirit on us pour, that we may love thee more, hearts o'erflowing, and then will we be true to thee, in death and life eternally. Amen.